With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, man. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds. 105.9 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Never a dull moment. Did you see where Peyton Manning's returning to Tennessee as a professor? In the College of Communication and Information. All right. All in-person classes, too. Wow. So that's pretty cool to get taught by Peyton Manning. Are you kidding me? Heck yeah, it is. I mean, that's like when Mike Leach taught a class at Washington State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um that's, that's pretty good when someone like that with that kind of success and fame is sitting in a classroom at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, no doubt. Show is brought to you by the uh, Ribeye Pittsburgh Medium Rare or Medium and Kessel Prime and the Renaissance. Yeah, pair it with some bacon wrapped shrimp. Don't forget that our new bourbon is Wilderness Trail Bourbon. Wild Turkey bought it last year, and um, I went to the distillery last month, and it is, whoo, it's good bourbon. We're going to tell you more and more about it um, throughout football season. I want it to be one of your football bourbons. Wilderness Trail, excellent. The story's amazing, too, of uh, two entrepreneurs starting another bourbon distillery, and um. And then selling it to Wild Turkey Campari. So, hey, that's a beautiful thing. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app and thezone1059.com. We're powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Um, uh, Jason, did you tell me that you read something in the lawsuit during the break? Did you share it? Yeah, and also there's this... So, SJ from the movie, and obviously the son, Sean Tui. Uh, he came out and said that he went back and that Michael Orr did not learn about this in February of 2023. That that he, Michael Orr didn't? Yeah, he did not learn about it. That there are text messages between SJ and Orr that go back to 2020, 2021 that says, if you guys give me this much, then I won't go public with things. So SJ says, so I don't know if that's true. I think everyone learned in the past year about conservatorship stuff because of Britney Spears so maybe that's the case 
but it doesn't add up. So that's from SJ. Sean. Sean Jr. Sean Jr. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But like in the in the movie now. In the movie, he's known as SJ because Michael sticks his hand out and, and saves him in the car wreck and that sort of thing. So there's that whole relationship that I know. I I know. That's I still think that there were some good parts in that movie. It was some good. Did you see my eye roll there? I did. Okay. Uh, the Stella <laughs> Artois caller line, 601-707-3750. Twitter handle, at Bowbounds. And the Ag Up Equipment. So you've got Ag Up Equipment dealerships around Mississippi, and they have John Deere tractors to manage your family land hunting camp farm. The text line is 601-885-3776. By the way, all of our taps are working. I tried them all yesterday. Oh, nice. They're, they're working perfectly because we're about to start entertaining some people for football. We've got Michelob Ultra on tap, the official beer of the PGA. We have Stella Artois on tap, the official beer of the Out of Bounds show. We have Key City on tap right out of Vicksburg, Mississippi. And we have Kona. Kona Big Wave Golden Ale on tap. They're all delicious, and we're excited to have them. Hey, Key City's going to be the featured beer Thursday, I think, at Thirsty Thursday. Ooh, really? Embraves. And the Embraves are in town this week. So we need to give away some tickets in the next segment. So y'all be ready. You're ready. I'm ready. Embraves, Tuesday through Sunday. Let's go and you know you got bark in the park wine wednesday thirsty thursday and of course they always have a big time on the weekends i think i've got a couple of bobblehead dolls over there waiting on us that i'm gonna have to pick up in the next week or so i'll take a couple we've got a lane kiffin bobblehead doll right there and we've got snitker the braves dude right in front of you we need more bobblehead, you know, kind of energy right. in, the, in the studio. You think Pete Lavin has held a couple for you? I think he has. He has. Yeah. I, I, but I can't remember which ones I have. Uh, maybe one's in Austin Riley. Maybe one's, oh, I can't remember. Um, not Ozzy Albies, but that would be awesome. I would take that. That is for sure. Oh. Uh, What'd you think about Zeke Elliott signing for? I mean, I think that's kind of what they're worth. What three to four million for Zeke and five for Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I with, mean with incentives, right, right. But you don't ever know. Running back by committee. Not sure how many touches. Uh, should Dallas have picked up Dalvin Cook? Am I? Am I Ooh. totally? Am I totally buying that Tony Pollard is A-OK after that? Oh, that thing was gruesome injury at the end of the year. Um, I mean, Dak wasn't 100. He just had to play because he's the quarterback. Right. When you're another position, you don't have to play. Um, had Dak sat out, you know, you think that there's hate for anybody who is the court quarterback for the Cowboys. I mean, you would have to lose your leg. To not to not play, right? Zeke can hold out like he did several years ago and hang out in where was it, Cabo, and run on the beach. Yes, yeah. Dak could never hold out, so he had to take you know franchise tags on. Um, 
But Dalvin Cook and Zeke are are good players. And the two teams got them both for less than $10 million. Jason, what does that tell you about the running back position in the NFL? I mean, Nick Chubb was the last big contract that'll be given out. Would and you, that's it. Would you say he was the... Prior like, to that, it was Zeke, right? Or yeah. one other. Or, it was... Alvin it, Kamara got, yeah, yeah, got yeah. a big one. Yeah, he did. That's right. Kamara, Kamara got paid. Not sure about that either. He's getting on up there. Is he is he a good player? Yes. Is he worth that money? Probably not. I mean, what happens this year? You know, we we've, we've gone running back. How many teams have gone running back by committee, Jason? Look what the Chiefs did last year. Yeah. How many Patriots Super Bowl wins were run? You couldn't even name their guys. Brandon Bolden, just because he went to Ole Miss. That's right. He was one of four guys who would right. take us a, uh, a rep and every now and then get a carry. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, the, the Eagles didn't have a dominant running back. The, the Chiefs did not have a dominant running back. Uh, the Rams, when they won it, did not have a dominant running back. What if this year, Jason, what if Mississippi State's three running backs give them the same production of Qu- Quinshawn Judkins? True. I mean, the the best... One is the the Chiefs, where they had the two running backs that cost less than three million, right, and gave them more production than one running back could have given them. Right, that's right. That tells you all you need to know. Yeah. So, and, and I wonder how that's going to impact NIL going forward. Like, will you pay a running back five, seven, eight hundred thousand, or will you just will will that trickle down to college? Or will you look at it and go, you know, we got three guys that are very athletic that can give us 500 yards apiece. That's a good point. And we don't have to, we don't have to tie up that much money in our running back room. I don't, I think it'll trickle down. I really do. Um, I mean, the dominant running back in the SEC this year is Quinchon. I mean, we've got some other guys that are really good and athletic. There's no doubt about that. We always do. Um, You're hearing some good things out of Tuscaloosa, too. And Raheem Sanders in Arkansas. Yeah, no, yeah, he can play. Yeah. He can. KJ makes him better. He makes KJ better. I agree with that. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Coming up next. No. Excuse me. Coming up at 8.30. Almost jumped the gun. Mike D wouldn't be ready. He'll be ready at 8.30. There's a lot of passion on the text line, and I like it. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Mike Dettelier coming up next, 8.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike Dettelier, Mike D, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. And Jason, what were you saying to me right before we uh, we started back? There's a, there's a lot of people on the text line and just in general saying, you know, Michael Orr's doing this because he's broke. Uh, well, even if that's the case. Which they don't know. Yeah, which they don't know. Right, but go ahead. But even if that's the case, if he never made any money off of the blind side because of technicality through conservatorship, he's still owed the money. Like, even if he is broke. 
You know, I get it. I, I get people who are like, well, NFL players, they spend their money. Yeah, they do. So but, does everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I wish I had more cash than I have in savings and more cash than I have in investment accounts. But, uh, yeah, all right. So, isn't that funny, though? It's, it's like, it, well, if he's broke, then then this should be thrown out. Yeah. No, no, that's that's <laughs> that's not the way. It doesn't matter. He can he can be negative two and a half million in debt. That kind of sounded weird, uh, but you know what I mean. Um, so we'll see. It's going to play out, but uh, you know we're going to pull the pull the drape back, curtain back, and and see a little bit more of uh, instead of the showbiz, you know, the movie that was all pretty and perfect. And, and all that. And uh, maybe there'll be a settlement. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but whether or not he has $10 million, which somebody said earlier, it looks like he's got $16 million, made $34 million. I mean, he's getting taxed on this stuff, too. I mean, let's all have a little common sense. I love how we expect athletes to, like, save 90 like we all do. Well, I mean... I don't understand. I mean, if they make $30 million, why don't they walk out with $27 million 10 years later? Well, I mean, so anyway, the, the number, and it's, it depends on what article you read on Front Office Sports, Sportico, ESPN, and some others. Uh, it looks like, Jason, he made around $34-ish million. Who knows what the net is? Yeah, on a pro tax- football, this says various public sources, his overall net worth is sixteen. That's what I keep saying, uh, seeing. Yeah. But then again, I don't know how they come up with that number either. Um, Pretty vague. Right. Various sources. Right. So I hope he does. I hope he has that money. That's for sure. Every time an athlete does hang on to their money and is able to do what they want, that's, uh, that's a good thing. But, man, people going against the guy who played at Ole Miss and with the Baltimore Ravens and I guess bounced around maybe a couple other teams. I didn't really keep up with him in the NFL. Did you? Uh, some, just because, you know, that was around the time that I was growing up very interested. Like, my grandfather took us to all the bowl games and everything. So, like, the 2008, 2009, you know, the Houston Nut years. were Houston Dale Nut. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got to love that guy. Hey, I, I did growing up. I yeah. loved until we lost to Jacksonville State. Oh, uh, uh, was that it for you? Yeah. Was that when the breakup happened? Yeah. Well, then I I couldn't you know catch a break for my state friends. You know, once Ole Miss loses to Jacksonville State and goes two and ten because State had had done something like that a few years earlier by losing to Maine, right? And you yeah. kind of matched it, of course. And so then you had to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Croom lost to Maine at home. Like, oh gosh, Jason. What was it like nine to seven or ten to seven? You know, Croom didn't believe in scoring double fit uh, digits, and he proved that time and time again. Um, losing Tommy Tuberville three to two, which was still remarkable, and losing to Maine nine seven. Was it nine in, seven? Yeah, in two thousand four. That was that was year one of uh, of Croom. Oh, well, excuse me, Croom mania. And yeah. it's it's funny because the article that I'm reading says Ole Miss fans should take some comfort in knowing they aren't the first team in their state to lose to a Division One AA school. And so then it says Mississippi uh, State lost to Maine in 2004. 
It's on Bleacher Report now. That's not inside the Rebels 247, okay? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that that main loss uh, was bad. Well, and, and here's why it was worse for, for Ole Miss. See, State was awful during that time. Mm. And they were coming off three terrible seasons under Jackie Sherrill. 01, 2, and 3. So, you know, 04 was 04. But still, losing was was brutal. Right. But Houston Dale was winning when he did that. He was coming off the Cotton Bowl year. Right? I believe so. I'm looking through that right now. Or was that the next? I think that was year two. No, it had to be year three. No, he was, so the cotton, it was year three, I think, when Houston Dale did that. He had back-to-back Cotton Bowls in 08 and 09. Right. 2010, he went four and eight. And then he went two and ten and lost to Jacksonville State. That was his last year? Yes. Okay. And then Hugh Freeze, the savior of the Rebels, came in. That's right. <laughs> the the year Can't after the two issue, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, hold on, who who was the Oregon Duck transfer quarterback that he was a good player? Um, I can't remember his name. Played for, for which? Played for Hugh Freeze? No, he played for Houston Dale. He transferred in to from Oregon. So after Jevin Sneed? Yes. Thank you. After Jevin Sneed, here, I'll look at the text line. Somebody will let us know. 601-885-377. Jeremiah Masoli? Yes. Yes. Phenomenal player. He got in a little bit of trouble at uh, Oregon, but went to Ole Miss. He actually had a good year. It's just everything was melting down around him. Jeremiah Masoli from Oregon. And he was the one that uh, stepped in after Jevin Sneed. Yeah. He's a good player. Tried to do everything he could. But, uh, man, look at these tags coming in. Masoli, Masoli, Masoli. People know. Yeah. And then Randall Mackey after him. Randall Mackey could play. Yeah. I mean, he he was not, you know, a, a, a polished quarterback. But... He had skills to be an offensive playmaker. How about that? And, um, I mean, they found a spot for him. He was a good player. That's one thing Ole Miss has always been able to find most of the time, the overwhelming majority. Like last year, they were kind of, I mean, Quinshawn emerged, right? Uh, You know, Malik Heath was pretty good. Mingo was pretty good, but not special. By any stretch, but they're, they've always been able to have like a ton of guys like Randall Mackey that, uh, of course, they've had some like great players at the skill position, but it's almost like they always find these Cody core type players left and right. Uh, I guess y'all are going to pound the football this year with Quinshawn and Dart slash Spencer Sanders. I don't see why Ole Miss wouldn't. Coming off that now they did say that they're gonna get Quinchon more in the passing game, I guess to open things up a little bit inside the box. So maybe we could see him more because he is a downhill guy. Oh, so. you just said downhill. I love it. And it's August. This is gonna be great. Uh can we say Quinchon downhill Judkins? Yeah. Okay. I think we can. Uh Brad said I never could figure out why 
Michael Spurlock wasn't used better. That was before Cutcliffe had an epiphany and realized that not everybody was going to be, you know, statues in the pocket, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning type players. Um, They didn't do Spurlock any favors and neither did, let's be honest, neither did Ed Ogeron, right? No. So, and then Cutcliffe kind of stepped back when he had his heart trouble and realized, hey, this dual threat thing can work. And what do you do at Duke? He flipped it. He did, man. I mean, he had some dual threat quarterbacks that he allowed to use their their legs and their their playmaking ability, which good for cut because most men can't change over 50 years old and pivot at all. Mike Dettelier coming up next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It is good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Good morning. Welcome in. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And uh, we're always powered by the amazing breakfast sandwiches at Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Glugstadt. They are delicious. Stop by this week. And try one of their breakfast sandwiches at Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Glugstadt. We welcome in Mike Dettelier, Saints, LSU, among other things, Insider, WWL Radio, TV, New Orleans. And Mike joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Mike D., how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, Mike, I want to start with NFL power rankings in the NFC. I don't want to go through the whole list. I just want to go through the top five. Um, Mike, do you do you start with the Eagles? And if you do, where do you go from there? If not, how do you see it? Yeah, I, I would certainly start with the Eagles. And uh, they're going to be so explosive on offense. Uh, there's the question marks is what happens on defense. There's some key people there that they've lost, uh, trying to replace. you got a bunch of former Georgia players that they're counting on to come through for them. But, man, they got some talent on offense for the Eagles. So I would put them in the one spot. San Francisco, too. I just think defensively they are an elite group. They can run the football. The offensive line is very good. Big question mark at quarterback. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do there? I think it's going to end up being Brock Purdy. Uh, myself, uh, Trey Lance has shown me nothing to make me believe that he's the guy for this team. So I think Purdy ends up being the guy. In the three spot, I'd put Seattle. I think they have as good a young talent base as anyone in the NFL today. 
Um, they've drafted really well the last two years. The big question mark is, what are you going to get out of Geno Smith? I mean, which one is the real guy? The one we saw a year ago or the one we have seen in the past? But they got a really good running game. Their offensive line is talented. They do have a new center, and that always is a concern for me. I'm a center guy. I think that that is a major part of the game. And But, man, uh, Pete Carroll's really pieced it together to make a hard run. Really has. How, let's, so, you know, we had kind of dismissed Pete Carroll, and, and he and Snyder, there were even talks – when Paul Allen passed away, that they were um, that they didn't have the leadership necessarily uh, necessary to get it done in the league, and that the sister wasn't interested um, in the franchise. And boy, and and maybe even that there was a I don't know a rift between Snyder and Carroll. And like you just said, Mike, they've done a really good job uh, putting together a roster that it looks like could can compete and maybe at a high level in the postseason. Yeah, uh, again, I I don't know how far Geno Smith can drive the car. Right. But they got all the other pieces in place. They are really talented. And, you know, Pete's always been a run-oriented coach. He always has been, uh, no matter where he's been. And, man, they've got a bevy of backs there. Their receiving core is very good now. Um, you know, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, man, I like what Pete's done and uh, his defense. He did get Bobby Wagner back uh, to help a young defense. But, man, they they got a team. If Geno plays well again, they can make a run for this in the NFC. They really do. I put Detroit in the fourth spot. I think that um, – Dan Campbell has them in the right position. They are explosive on offense, especially when they get Jamison Williams back from the suspension. And you throw in a Jameer Gibbs, rookie tight end, golf. Uh, we've seen when they can protect him. Uh, he's a guy that's in that second tier of quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. And they're going to play aggressive. They're going to come after you. So I put Detroit in the fourth spot. And at five, I would have Saints-Cowboys. Kind of 5A, 5B. Okay. Um, So the Eagles, man, it looks good for the Eagles. They're run so well in the front office. Um, They've got the number one offensive line. Do you think they have the number one offensive line? Mike or... I'd, Where would you? I would put them in the number one spot. Uh, there's and they got some depth along that offensive line. That's the thing you see in the NFL today, and and watching preseason games over the weekend. There's a a lack of quality depth across the board, uh, league wise offensive line. But the Eagles are one of the few teams that's got some depth there, so they got the best line in pro football with a talented quarterback, a very good tight end in Dallas Goddard. That receiving core of Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, is really good. 
Now, the running back group, they're not paying a lot of money to, but they'll do it by committee uh, and see how that works out. And and they've been able to make it work that way. But, uh, man, they they pretty doggone good. Again, you're counting on all those young defenders from Georgia to make an impact. And um, that's five of them across the board. How they work out is interesting because, man, I've been thinking about this. I don't remember another team in recent memory that had all those pieces from Davis to Jalen Carter to N'Kobe Dean. You got the pass rusher, Smith, all from one school, all either in their first year or year two that you're counting upon to really make a difference uh, on that defense. But all from one school. That that goes to show Kirby's done a pretty doggone good job recruiting. Right. That you got that many talented guys on one team. And that's that was by design. You could tell they had targeted those players to fill certain needs. So um, it's not going to be about their offense this year. It's going to be about the young pieces on defense. How would you rank their skill players with AJ, who I think is a top five guy, Devontae, Godert, Goddard, um, and then their running backs? How would Where would you rank their offensive skill players, Mike? Well, tight end receivers, they're at the upper tier most people would have to get a program to figure out who's playing running back for them. But they've been able to make it work. Okay? They've been able to make it work with different pieces at running back. So the receiver tight end group, man, it's it's at the highest level in the NFL. Running back, man, they've been it's uh it's a grab bag uh there. But their line is so good. It's just about health, keeping your running backs healthy more than anything. And they don't, and they were the first team that started this with not believing in paying running backs a lot of money. They are one of the originators in this. I wish Jerry Jones would have known that. Um, that's why there's such a gap and a difference between the way these two franchises are run. Who's your sleeper, Mike? Even if they're in the top five, because you threw out two teams that you're very aware that they are talented, and they actually both had good years last year. The Lions were, were within a whisker um, of making the playoffs. But you mentioned Seattle and Detroit. Is that one of your two sleeper teams over in the NFC, or is it another team? Or is it the Saints? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say Detroit's a sleeper team. Um, I, I think... Most people got a good awareness of them a year ago. Uh, Seattle, not a lot of people talk about them. And I I guess because, you know, you're in the Pacific Northwest and you're not getting a ton of primetime games and you have Geno Smith at quarterback. But I think that they're a team that has so much talent. And Pete has walked down that aisle before. 
okay? He's, he's no rookie coach by any stretch that they could surprise a lot of people and maybe win the West over San Francisco. Okay. If there's a hiccup at quarterback for the 49ers, man, Seattle's right there. Right there. Do you expect the Rams to bounce back with Stafford? No, no. I think I think the Rams will probably win five, maybe six games this year. But I don't expect – there's way too many holes offensive line-wise. Uh, other than Aaron Donald, defensive line, their secondary – is not even an average group. Um, It's just too many pieces. They mortgaged everything for a Super Bowl. And, Bo, I'll be honest, I'm not sure I wouldn't have done that. Right. Sure. I'm not sure I wouldn't have done that for a couple years, try to win me a Super Bowl. They played in two and won one. That I wouldn't have tried that and then try to rebuild it afterwards. Have the, do you believe, we're visiting with Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, WWL Radio, TV, New Orleans. We're talking NFC power rankings as uh, proximity to the Saints, proximity to Dak, A.J. Brown at the Eagles. Y'all know the drill. Mike dropped the Seahawks, you know, DK there. Seahawks have also drafted K.J. Wright years ago and Charles Cross uh, recently in the first round. K.J. wasn't in the first round, but so lots of Mississippi ties here. Um, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are both super bright and have been successful and we're within a whisker of the Super Bowl. And if Jimmy Garoppolo hits that pass, then we could be talking about a different deal. Having said all that, and, and again, Mike, talented, bright, done a good job, but have they screwed the quarterback position? All? Have they gotten a little too cute? How do you see it? <laughs> um, man, it's interesting. Uh, of what they've done at quarterback because giving up all what they gave up for Trey and ends up the guy who was the seventh-round pick becomes your guy. I mean, uh, that's storybook. But <clears throat> I think there was always division on what to do with that pick. Uh, I, I'm always convinced Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. And I am convinced it was Lynch that always wanted Trey. Oof. He saw the potential in him. But it, it's just not worked out. But I don't need him to be a superstar. I need him to play big in big games, but I don't need him to be a superstar all the time. Because I've got enough pieces around him, if it's Purdy, that we can win. It's, but it's, it's a strange development on what they gave up to get to that spot to pick Trey, and it ends up being a seventh-round pick, the guy that's probably going to be the leader of your team. Yeah. I'm convinced that they, they know that. They know Purdy's the guy. But it's, it's almost embarrassing that, you gave up all of this, and Trey's still struggling with um, making the quick reads. You see the athleticism. He's got arm strength. He can make all the NFL throws. 
is the processing part. Uh, man, I talked about this with Sean Payton years ago about the how hard it is when you watch a player in college and then project him into the NFL at quarterback because it's a quick process uh, between your ears. It's it's difficult. Okay, you're not outside playing uh, in the backyard. This ain't high school football and you Al Bundy. Okay, this is the NFL. Uh, you might think it's easy, but it's not. Uh, when you watch the Netflix movie on the quarterbacks, you see the time and the effort all these guys go through to be who they are. And, uh, you know, I work with a couple former NFL quarterbacks, and they all talk about the mental process is much harder than the physical one uh, to play in the NFL. Much harder. Uh, and it's you like a fighter pilot. You've got to make a decision quickly, right or wrong. And right now, Trey's struggling in that area. With Purdy, man, it's come pretty quick for him. He knows where to go with the football. He's not as physically gifted as Lance. But, man, he is sharp. Uh, how he processes this and can figure out where the ball should be. Yeah, and Shanahan does a great job, you know, making it as uh, not easy. Nothing in the NFL is easy, but um, paving the way for him. All right, so let's go to the I, I, the Cowboys. Um, w- obviously, a big year for McCarthy, uh, but the Eagles are without a doubt um, the team in the division. And, you know, Mike, the Giants have gotten better. Uh, the Commanders are feisty. What, do you think the Cowboys, knowing that the Eagles are probably going to win it, do you still believe the Cowboys make the playoffs? Yeah. The Cowboys got talent. And, um, again, is to get over that stigma of not being able to win in the postseason. Because Cowboys are going to put up points. They're still a really talented offensive team. <clears throat> and they got some signature players on defense. They can get after you. But it's uh, it's a strange makeup of a team. It, it really is. Uh, there have been some instances here that you wonder – kind of where they're going with this franchise. And, and okay, it's easy to blame Dak. It's real easy to do that. And quarterbacks get way too much credit when you win and way too much blame when you lose. But you can see here, I thought they took a big chance with Mike McCarthy. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, I didn't think he was the right fit there uh, with Dallas. But are you overly impressed with him and what he's been able to do? And now he takes over the play calling. Yeah, that's this is going to be interesting. <laughs> now, Sean did it here, but him and Drew sort of played with the same brain, if that makes any sense. Uh, I, I think they, <laughs> yeah. they both sort of thought on the same wavelength, and they both had the same brain about what to do. Uh, I don't get that with McCarthy. And and Dak, I, I don't 
I don't see that. But they got a lot of talent. They got and they got explosive talent. So I, I certainly see them as a playoff team. How far they go, I think, is the big question mark. Yeah. And I don't think the Giants will be as good as they were a year ago. I don't think Daniel Jones can piece that together again, even though I'm I'm a big Brian Dable fan. I, I think yeah. Brian's a terrific head coach. The commanders convince me Sam Howell is the guy. Good grief. <clears throat> okay. They do have bits and pieces, but convince me Sam Howe's the guy. And and I'm I'm just not convinced. And there's a lot of things behind the scenes now. Now you see players complaining because Eric Bieniemy sort of hurt my feelings because he hollered at me in practice. Come on. That goes to show you just where we are in this league. Um that you can't take hard coaching. Uh, we had Drew Brees on with us Friday. He was like, I'm amazed at that, that some player would complain about it. You know, uh, everybody who's ever done anything in life, they've been hard coached. Hey. They've been pushed. Sean Payton was ruthless and harsh, wasn't he? Yeah, so was Belichick. Yeah. So was Lombardi. Mm-hmm. So was Landry. So was Chuck Noll. Yes. So was Bill Walsh. We can go on and on. Those guys could push your buttons, and they pushed you. So the commanders, what have they won over the last few years? Nothing. And so you got players complaining that their new offensive coordinator, he's sort of loud and vocal with them. Now, I've been around Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, he'll get on you when you screw up, but he also is a guy that gives you a lot of praise when you do right. But we live in that society that, hey, Bo, I hate to say it, but it's true. Man, you hollered at me. You hollered at me, and I'm offended. Get used to it. Wait till you get into the real world. That, No doubt about that. Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds show. Oh, wow, that went quick. All right, so... We'll uh, we'll do it again next week. We'll be that much closer to, and we got it. I know we talked to Mike about this a couple weeks ago, but man, we got a big one week one with uh, with LSU man. and Florida State. I I can't I can't wait to see what two really good quarterbacks and um, some coaches that are trending in the right direction. Two really good coaches too. Of course, Brian Kelly's unbelievable. So I can't I can't wait to see what happens in in Orlando with uh, with LSU and Florida State. I picked LSU to win the West. We'll see if they can uh, see if they can hold up. All right, Mike, uh, have a great week. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Bo. Appreciate it. He's great. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. It's almost like we've forgotten about that, Jason. The the LSU-Florida State game. That's the biggest game of week one. I, I mean, I like the Utah-Florida game at Utah on Thursday night. Um, I don't know why Florida scheduled that game. But, you know, Billy Napier would, would rather be playing a team like what Georgia's playing. I mean, Georgia has one of the easiest schedules in the SEC. And, hey, credit to them. But, you know, Florida already has a Power 5 opponent every year in Florida State. Right, yeah. Why add another one in Utah? I know they won last year, 
and we thought Anthony Richardson was a Heisman Trophy candidate. But now they're going to Utah, and Kyle Whittingham um, is telling people that they're good, and they're physical and nasty. They, they kind of play like an SEC team. Okay, yeah. Okay? Yeah, They definitely. like to bully you out. Well, I mean, because most teams are pretty softy, you know, Pac-12, Big 12, you know, a little bit of, I mean, not that, a little bit of flag foot, not seven on seven type deal. Just not as physical. <laughs> Um, I don't, Florida at Utah Thursday night. I don't know if that's a, re- oh, and he named his starter over the weekend, Napier. He named the Wisconsin transfer. So that's another, another one to keep an eye on. And you know that uh, LSU and Florida State is now a top 10 matchup. LSU is looked at as, as number five in the AP preseason and Florida State is number eight. Florida State pulls LSU game one. Clemson in game four. Ooh. They could be two and two in a good team. Yikes. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. Soundcomav.com. We've got NFL Chuck coming up next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.